Mildred's Married Life, Episode 15. Elsie, don't you want to spend that week at Ion? I think it would be just lovely. I'd a great deal rather go there for a long visit than to Roseland's, Anna said, taking off her hat and twirling it about in her hands, though her thoughts were evidently not on it. They had just driven home from Ion and were in Elsie's dressing room, Aunt Chloe busy about the person of her nursling. Yes, I should like to go very much indeed, was the quick, earnest rejoinder. Then coax your father to let us. Elsie shook her head. That would be the surest way to make him say no. But you can go, Annis, if Cousin Mildred is willing, and I think it likely she will be, don't you? As if I'd care the least bit to go without you, Annis exclaimed half indignantly. But are you never allowed to coax? No, not at all when Papa is the person. He generally say, says yes, no at once, and then that's the end of it. Sometimes he says I will consider the matter, or I am not ready to decide that question yet, and then I must just wait patiently till his answer is ready. I think Mama and Mr. Travilla can sometimes persuade him when they try, and I do hope they will try, you know, she added with a merry look. He wouldn't be so rude to them as to refuse to listen to anything they might want to say. No, and I think he might be as polite to you. Papa always is polite to me, I think, Elsie answered gravely, but you know it's his duty to train me upright, so he has to make rules and see that I obey them. Oh, yes, of course, and I ought not to find the least fault with him to you anyhow. Dar, darling, it's done, wide fixin' you, remarked Aunt Chloe, smoothing down the folds of Elsie's dress. Now, Miss Annis, what can I do for you? I reckon de supple bell ring for long. Not long after supper, Mr. Dinsmore and Elsie were left sole occupants of the parlor. Dr. Landreth had gone to the library to do some writing, being much occupied just now with the business which had brought him south. The ladies were engaged with their babies, and Annis had run after Mildred as she left the room. Mr. Dinsmore was pacing thoughtfully to and fro. Elsie seated beside the center table, turning over some new books, but now and then stealing a furtive glance at her father, very much wishing he would call her to him, broach the subject of the invitation to Ion, and say that he intended to let her accept it. Presently she caught his eye, and pausing at her side, he laid his hand caressingly on her head. "'What is it?' he asked, smiling down into the wistful, eager little face. "'I see that my little girl has something to say to me. Come, sit on my knee, and tell me all that is in your heart.' He took her hand as he spoke, led her to an easy chair, and seating himself therein, drew her to his knee. Now, my darling, say on. Papa, she said, putting an arm round his neck and gazing straight into his eyes, with hers brimful of filial love to him and joy in his love for her. Don't you know all about it? You almost always know what I'm thinking about and what I want. Never mind how much I know. I choose to have you tell me, he said. "'Well, then, father,' she answered, dwelling slightly, with an indescribably sweet and tender intonation upon that last word, "'is it is that Annis and I would like, oh, very much, to accept the invitation to Ion, especially if you will go, too. I'm not quite sure I do wish to go without you.' "'Well, daughter, I think you know that I dearly love to gratify you.' "'Yes, papa, oh, yes, indeed.' and i'll try not to want to go if you don't think it best 
"'That is my own dear child,' he said, smiling fondly upon her. "'I have been thinking that you and Annis might enjoy having a little company of your young friends here to spend a week or so of the holidays. What do you say to that?' "'Papa, what a nice idea!' she cried, clapping her hands. "'Your mamma and I will probably have some older guests visiting us at the same time. Mrs. and Mr. Travilla, I hope among others. I trust they will enjoy it.' and feel content with a shorter visit from us than they so kindly proposed, and that Annis and you will be satisfied also. I shall, Papa, and I presume she will, but please tell me whom I may invite. You may first tell me whom you wish to ask. We will make out a list together, taking a notebook and pencil from his pocket. We have some weeks before us, but it may be as well to spend, send out our invitations at once, lest we should be forestalled by someone else." now then what names have you to suggest carrie howard lucy carrington isabel carleton mary leslie flora arnott and papa am i to ask anybody from roselands no i shall tend to that we are all to dine there day after to-morrow and i shall tell anna she will be welcome to come and stay the week out if she behaves nicely but that i shall keep an eye on her and send her home if she shows her usual ill-temper and disposition to domineer your mamma and i will invite your grandpa and his wife and your aunt adelaide louise and laura will not i presume care to come your party being too young and ours too old for them but walter papa yes walter must be invited edward and herbert carrington also and a few other well-behaved boys of suitable age they will entertain each other and probably spend most of their time out of doors these will be enough for you to invite to spend the week we may perhaps have a larger party for christmas eve you may if you wish dear father how very kind and indulgent you are to me she said with loving gratitude i ought to be the best and most obedient of children i think you are my darling and every day i thank god for giving me so dear so precious a treasure as my only daughter suppose we go now to my study and write these invitations if you are not too tired oh i'm not tired at all papa and i think it would be nice to have it done because zanis and i are going to be very busy making christmas things and learning lessons he added as he rose and led her from the room they must always be attended to first you will no doubt find it difficult at times to concentrate your thoughts upon them but you can do so if sufficiently determined and i shall be strict in requiring it it will be good mental discipline for you yes sir she responded with a half sigh as they entered the study hand in hand ah he said playfully bending down to look into her face papa does not seem to you quite so indulgent as you thought him a little while ago yes papa in everything you think of for my good and indeed i do often thank you in my heart for not indulging me in other things i don't doubt it my daughter the missive little daughter he said in tenderest tones now sit down here at your writing desk and let me see if you know how to word an invitation but i don't papa so please dictate to me she said opening her desk and taking out a quantity of delicately tinted and perfumed note-paper and envelopes sparing her monogram very well but if you would write them for me papa that would be better still i'm afraid i don't write well enough 
I think you write a very neat hand when you try, he said, dipping her pen into the ink and giving it to her. I shall try my be very best now, Papa, she answered. I'll write Isabel Carleton's first, if you will please tell me how. Half an hour later, she wiped and laid away the pen with a sigh of relief, then glanced with complacency at the little pile of dainty-looking notes on the table beside her desk. Thank you, Papa, for your kind help, she said, turning to him. You are entirely welcome, my darling, he answered, and I am well pleased with your part of the work. The writing is very neat and legible. I shall send them in the morning. Now let us go back to the parlor, for your mamma and cousins are probably there again, and I suppose you would like to tell Annis what you have been doing. Oh, yes, sir, and I think she'll be pleased. They met Mrs. Dinsmore in the hall. Letters, Rose, her husband said inquiringly as she came swiftly toward him. Notes of invitation, I think, she replied, pausing under the lamp to look them over. Yes, one for you and me, handing it to him. One for Mr. and Mrs. Landreth, one for Annis, and one for Elsie. For me, Mama, cried the little girl, holding out an eager hand for it. And Annis's Mama, may I take it to her? Yes, Rose replied, giving her the two. Do you know where she and her sister are? Probably in the parlor, Mr. Dinsmore said, leading the way thither. They found the doctor, Mildred and Anna, saw there, delivered them their notes. Papa, may I read mine? Elsie asked softly, standing close at his side. I haven't opened it yet. You may, he answered, with an approving smile. From the Howards of Pine Grove, remarked the doctor. Well, we accept, I suppose, as I a matter of course, as there seems to be nothing to prevent. Nothing for me, I believe, Mildred said, except that I don't like to leave my baby long enough to attend an evening party. Nor I mine, said Rose. Oh, we'll make them an excuse for coming home early, said the doctor. Elsie, are you going? Annis asked. Elsie looked at her father with wistful, beseeching eyes. Cousin Horace, you will let her go, won't you? Annis urged in her most persuasive tones. Are you very desirous to do so, daughter? he asked, drawing Elsie to him. Oh, yes, indeed, dear Papa, if you are willing, and you know you will be there, too, to take care of me. You are not very strong, and I rather fear the late hours for you. But if you can contrive to take a good long nap in the afternoon of that day, I will let you go, should nothing pre happen to prevent. Oh, thank you, Papa, she cried in a transport of joy, putting her arms around his neck. Of course, he said, looking at, at Mildred, I am taking it for granted that Annis is to go. It would hardly be due to separate such fast friends, Mildred said, smiling upon her little sister's eager and treating face. And I am sure I may safely let Annis go wherever else he goes with her father's approval. And I never go anywhere without it, Cousin Milly, and never expect to as long as I live, Elsie said with a sweet, happy little laugh as she gave her father a, a hug. Then she whispered in his ear, Wasn't it odd that Carrie Howard should invite me just when I was inviting her? May I tell Annis now? May everybody hear what we've been doing? He nodded a smiling assent, and she immediately availed herself of the permission. The older people all entered into her pleasure, and Annis was greatly pleased with her news. Thank you for listening to another episode of Acresoft Story Classic.